What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to episode six of Low Life Chopper Podcast. <laughs> we got a kick-ass episode for you guys tonight. We are joined by both Brandon and Maddie. Brandon from uh, Badfish Customs on Instagram. And then you guys remember Maddie from, I think it was episode two? Nobody remembers. Dose. <laughs> episode Spanish. So Maddie from Crazy Customs. That's the guy behind the sign that you saw at the Full Speed Ahead show this weekend. So one that pulled that together for us. So huge thank you to him and Crazy Customs for doing that. And also wanted to shout out uh, Jesse's Custom Design, which I believe is just at Jesse's Custom Design on Instagram. Yep. Right? Yep. Does uh, all kinds of custom airbrushing. Pretty yeah. insane. So he also helped out with that sign, helped make that possible. Really I feel like we're going to show that. some love to Eric, too, because we always say Maddie's name. I don't think we've ever said Eric's name. We don't, Eric. we don't care about Eric. Yeah, it would make sense <laughs> if, if Eric did anything. Moving Sorry, on. Eric. <laughs> oh, Eric's going to love this episode. So, um, yeah, so Crazy Customs for sponsoring, uh, Jesse's Custom Design, and then also um, wanted to give a quick shout-out to Whiskey Eye. I wish I knew your actual name, but... This is just we're just running with whiskey. Yeah, eye. we're just gonna run with whiskey eye forever. From uh, Babe's Bikes Beards on Instagram, um, ran into them at the show over the weekend. And they do a bike night out in Chelsea, Mass, and they got uh, three dates coming up: September fifth, September nineteenth, and October third. So seems like a cool bunch of people. They put on a kick-ass show down there and doing something for the bike community out there. So wanted to throw them a shout out too for doing something to help uh, get people together around this stuff. So yeah, tonight we're going to be kicking off with a recap of the Full Speed Ahead show over the weekend. If you weren't there, you missed the kick-ass show. It was a blast. Um, and then we're going to be diving into a little Q&A section with uh, Brandon. Uh, he's done a bunch of different builds during his time with, uh, well, not even just choppers, all different kinds, right? Everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything under the sun. So we got a bunch of questions for him, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So let's dive in. Full speed ahead. Fucking kick-ass pre-party. That was that was a good time, even though someone didn't show up till way later. Cause... I, listen, I don't get the shows easily. <laughs> it does not happen. It, it fucking sucked trying to get there. I got stuck in traffic, obviously. And before I left, I was actually talking shit to CP, saying he was going to get stuck in traffic. Ah, he, sailed right, he sailed right through Boston, no fucking problem. I got stuck in traffic for two and a half hours. Yeah, you took uh, one, didn't you? Yeah, but I didn't hit traffic until the fucking tunnel. I was off yeah. for one. I was just in Boston. So, fuck Boston. Pretty Sorry much. for everybody that butthurt about that, but New Hampshire's better. Yeah, but <laughs> it was awesome, you know, kind of just running around the battleship with like no one yelling at me for climbing up on shit I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, we literally we opened every single door in that battleship. Even like we need a legal like, disclaimer before this section to be like we're not responsible for any damage that occurred with battleship. No, no, we were we were not we were polite about it. We didn't fucking break anything, but we did definitely you sit on any guns. Yes, of course, yeah. of course we did. Like, why would we? We, did. <laughs> we drove the boat. We went into the fucking captain's room and were like. Fucking yeah. cranking the wheel around. We did everything. And we were he, fucking trying to talk on the telephones in there. And we found a sex room. Yeah. The sex room was epic. Yeah, it was right next to the medical room. It had the stirrups and everything. Awesome. So we're like walking around. I'm like, yo, babe, let's bang. It's cool as the sex room. Both of us. As soon as I got on that boat, I was like, babe, easily we're finding an empty room. And she's like, no, the fuck we're not. Yeah, it didn't happen. So I didn't get the fuck on a battleship, but... 
You got to go on a fucking I went battleship. on a battleship. Yeah. 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 And that was cool. I got to see somebody almost light a battleship on fire. So that was also cool. Nice. Oh, yeah, when they were uh, trying to get everyone's attention. Yeah, and this guy was, like, spitting whiskey onto a flaming ball of, I don't know what the fuck it was, and then the string broke, and the ball, the flaming ball just shot into the crowd and, like, rolled across the wooden deck. And Oh, Jesus. I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking uh, loudening up here. <laughs> really kicking it off. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good time. The, the band, well, I only caught one band because I didn't get there until about 10, but um, I don't remember the fucking band either, so... Yeah. Sorry, but it was fucking cool. Dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it was it cool. Was on, check out the story. It was on the story. I yeah. feel like you, you put the band's name in that. But Yeah, uh, I did. I did. It was cool. It got people amped the fuck up. and Yeah, it was a good time. There was a lot of people there, and people were just running amok on the ship, which was... So did people ride into this and then park outside of the battleship? Uh, I wasn't there, was, there for Friday. So. There was a decent amount of bikes, but it was, I would say there was definitely more cars for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah, there was maybe... a. 10 bikes there and then they did roll out the uh the shovel head they put that right by the gate nice yeah and you know dan wasn't excited then either so (laughs) (laughs) yeah we won't won't jump ahead but uh we'll get to that part for sure so Uh, so yeah the pre-party was awesome it was you know like i said badass going around the ship and you know I mean, how many times can you say you partied on a ship? So. Yeah. We went, I think we went live, like, three fucking times on that, too, so... Yeah. If you weren't at the party, you can check it out. It's definitely... I don't know if it's Spotty at best, because we had no fucking light, so... We're just walking through dark tunnels, but... You can still check it out. Definitely. Anytime you see something on our page, we're talking about an upcoming show that we're going to be at... Definitely, if you're not going to be there, check out the story because you're going to see basically all the recap and all the highlights. We're going to be posting, going live, things like that. So you can always catch it that way. But uh, yeah, so pre-party was sick. The show, show was awesome. I've never seen that many kick-ass, I know it's a chopper show, but they had a lot of kick-ass cars there. Yeah. I don't really know much about cars, but... Fuck, man. Join the club. There was, definitely, <laughs> there was definitely a shitload of nice cars there, for sure. I think there might have even been more cars than jobs. I'm not positive on that, but... Oh, for sure. There definitely was. Yeah. I mean, but it was still a great fucking show. There was a shitload of companies there. Um, it was cool. Nobody was really, like, just staying in their little booth. Everybody was walking around, talking with everybody, so... We got to meet a shitload of people. Uh, a lot of you listeners came over to the booth and hung out. I think most of the day, all of our chairs were full. Yeah, we had some chairs out front for yeah. people who wanted to stop. And there, there was even people it. standing because there was no more chairs, so which was pretty cool. Yeah, like, it was a great turnout. It was fucking awesome. I'm glad we definitely. Now that the show's over, I'm glad we got the booth. But before the show, I fucking hated it. Oh, it was a lot of scrambling. Yeah, it was so much fucking scrambling. But I'm glad we did it. Yeah, and we got to meet a bunch of the people that wrote in, because especially that Q&A that kicked off right before. Right. A lot of you guys wrote in. You had, you know, things you wanted us to talk about. <laughs> and then we got there's, to meet everybody that was writing in. So it was perfect. And now all of you who are listening on Friday can reference Maddie going live. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out the live feed on the Postmobile. <laughs> a sneak peek of the episode. But, uh, yeah, so the fucking show was awesome, and we appreciate everybody coming over. Um, everybody that bought a koozie, thank you. It fucking, every little bit helps, so. And the ones that didn't buy a koozie, fuck you. I'm just kidding. We still love you. 
But <laughs> but in all seriousness. Yeah, but in all seriousness. What the fuck? Fuck off. Get your fucking koozies. <laughs> no, about the koozies. So after the show, I had a fucking guy hit us up. I don't know if you guys seen that. Oh, from, from Texas. fucking Texas. Yeah, be young. Yeah, I was like, right. he's like, what the fuck's up with the koozies? I'm like, where are you even from? He's like, oh, I'm from Texas. Hell yeah. So that's pretty fucking badass that we're reaching out to Texas, so. Yeah. You sent it to one? Yeah, I actually, he bought three. Well, shit. B. So. Young, 1482. Yeah. Shout out to that guy, yeah. Yeah, Somehow so thank you for the support, man. So is there more of them? Can, can. The yeah. real question is, why is my beer not in a koozie? It's true, I'm here with man. wet hands. Fresh out of beer koozie. right now. True. You're not drinking the beer fast enough, that's the problem. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> can't get high in your own supply, I guess, right? So. <laughs> Can't eat my own koozies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Fuck. think that this pertains is... to this. But... <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we had a kick-ass time there. There was a ton of people came by, didn't know anything about the show. It was nice to spread the word, and then a lot of, like I said, met a lot of people that already knew about it. But also just getting to see all the other vendors that were there. Yeah, and we got to train a lot of the old bucks that have heard about the podcast, but I had no fucking idea what the podcast was. I, I had to say, a podcast. Yeah. yeah. What is what is this? So many guys were like, I don't know how to get on there. So it was good to be able to walk those guys through the steps and get them to fucking listen to us. So that was cool. And uh, Shaner, what the fuck was this thing? Shaner 401. Shaner 401, the guy that we fucking hammock next to a deadbeat won the fucking trip to the Himalayas. Yeah. Whoa. That motherfucker. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for him. Cause so so and, I didn't want and that. he also said he's gonna while he's no. over there that if he has any kind of cell reception that he would call into the show and let us know what's up. Right. And then if he can't he's gonna try to get as much footage and send that to us when he gets back so we can put it on the page for you guys. We need footage of him in a hammock next to a chopper in the Himalayas. No I need footage of him Fucking riding across that sketchy that's all, ass that's, rope bridge. That's right. all I want to do in life. That's the only thing I don't want to do. Nope. I, I was like, you know what? If no, you didn't uh, show me that video, I would have bought a ticket. But as soon as I seen that sketchy rope bridge, I was like, I don't want to win. For people out there listening that haven't seen the video, there's a video of this this advertisement for that trip that has a rope bridge you ride across that's like the most rickety bridge in the world. You ride across the fucking two by six that's held up by ropes over a canyon. And it's like 600 yards, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like 20 feet. It's like 600 yards. It's all set. All set. Uh, I want to go full evil Knievel standing on the seat across that bridge. Uh, you would have to dress like Indiana Jones, I feel like, to go across that oh, bridge. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You need a crystal skull in one yeah, hand. Yeah, there's a goddamn crocodile. You need the you fall, you can do the whip and yeah. just fucking swing across the other side <laughs> and the same. Yeah, Shane, we got a lot of hopes for what you're going to be doing over there. You got you got a lot to live up to now. We, we need to get you a shirt, matter of fact, because we need to get you rocking that shirt. That's while true. riding in the bottom of my ass. some stickers over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need like a wild boar and I need a low life <laughs> chopper sticker on a wild boar. Put it on well, that bridge. Yes. Put one of the next time they shoot that bridge. video, they'll be like, I'm not going to go remove that sticker. It's too far away. <laughs> God damn it. What's low life chopper podcast? <laughs> so like, I think, wait a minute. Someone had the balls to stop in the middle of the bridge <laughs> to hang up that sticker. That's what Shane, we gotta talk. Give us a call. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, the guy that won the shovel, we, we don't hate know. You. Yeah, we don't know your name. We don't Just, want to know I'm, I'm gonna say, we do share a first name, and the guy's like, Dan, and then stop. I, I thought I was gonna shit my pants. I was like, yes! <laughs> and then he said someone else's last name, and I'm like, 
fuck that guy. <laughs> and then he just moseyed on up. That guy came up to the stage like his dog died moments before. Yeah. And he was like, mm, And everyone's like, kick it over. It. And you can hear him go, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but uh, congratulations, we all hate you. Let's move on. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Can you do? But yeah, definitely people brought some kick-ass bikes. That tent, that white tent in the front where they had all like the featured builders and yep. that whole, honestly, the whole chopper section was like Yeah, the riding show. section was pretty badass it too. There was literally like a, a show nice within bike. a show. Yeah. Crickets. This is why I need the buttons. <laughs> yeah, radio silence. How about the, uh, the Sporty that won best chop though? That thing was sick. Oh, that old 40? digger, the Arlen S. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of the digger thing. What? I'm just, I don't know. So it was, it was a cool fucking. Like, it was a cool bike. I like the paint on and all that stuff. But the whole like super stretch frame and stretch tank and. I think everybody's got the, their own styles that they're into, mm. and I can appreciate the build quality. For sure. And that was that was a sweet build, yeah. like no expense spared type build. For sure. But I, I'm kind of with you in the same boat. Like, I just I've never been a huge fan of the digger style, but. Um, you, you can't look at that bike and think that that person did anything less than a right. killer oh, that job. Was, that was that old black one, right? Yeah, no, 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 it was all like red. Yeah, yeah it, was uh, like, it was like candy, fucking, oh, right. yeah. all kinds of weird colors. It was yeah. it was a really nice, the guy yeah, definitely did a great job building it. Psychofab? I think it was a Parowitz Psychofab, old, old Psychofab bike. Could be. Parowitz was big yeah. into that style. Yeah. He's a old school sporty yeah. guy. He was at the show, too. He Shout knows. out Dave Parowitz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, since we're doing shoutouts, we'll do a shout out to fucking Troy Fab. I got to talk mm. to you for a while. Plus, you hit us up on the uh, on the Instagram page. Yeah. Hopefully, we're gonna get him on the show. We're uh, talking back and forth about it, trying to figure out a good time for both of us. So, watch out for that as well. Steve's the man. Good dude. Awesome guy. There we go. And then also shout out to Chopperhead for doing such a a big event. It can't be easy to organize something at that scale, and. They put on a awesome show, brought a lot of great people out. And they had a fuckload of giveaways too. Mm, yeah. yeah. Besides those two big ones, they did a bunch of gift cards yeah, and they threw up so much merch. Right. So I was like, holy shit, that's not a cheap fucking thing. Yeah, it was it was a good show, for sure. Especially for being the first one, I think it was a great fucking turnout. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Ryan Packer. Ryan Packer is the other guy that set up that show. Very for uh he's the actual full speed ahead guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. He's right. the one who uh, corralled us off the boat. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Told you to get off the cannons. Yeah. He's like, you guys gotta get the fuck out of here. It's like, there's no sex rooms downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Stop looking. Those are not what those rooms are for. <laughs> oh, fuck. Awesome. So, yeah, show was killer, but uh, I think jump in now talk with uh, Brandon, Badfish Customs here, who's. Joining us here in the yeah. studio. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome to have you. So let's kind of kick it off to give people an idea of where you're at right now. Give us a rundown of what you're riding, what you got in the garage, what's the, what's the state of the collection? Oh, man, that is such a loaded question. I know. Hey, we got oh. time. I got some stuff. It's all garbage. All <laughs> trash. Um so unfortunately, blue up my blue, not blue. What color is that bike? I don't even know what color it is. Purple. purple. My purple Ironhead up at Deadbeat blew that thing out. So. Uh, what year? That's an older Ironhead. Yeah, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Boom. Fixed position mag. <laughs> uh, things are bare to start ninety eight percent of the time, but. 
a cool bike when it runs. So that, that was your main ride at that point? Yeah, at that point, that was my main ride. Um, we had just gotten the motor back together, fresh motor. Um, took it down to deadbeat, not deadbeat, um, hard times. Had some issues down there. Had to rebuild the top end, had a little heat seizure. Well, I mean, speaking of hard times real quick, I remember that motor was like pretty goddamn fresh for hard times. It was brand new. And I just remember I got stuck, I got cut off by a car, me and like four of the guys in the pack. I remember rounding this corner and everybody's pulled over and the first thing I see is Brandon hill climbing a fucking overpass on his iron head <laughs> on a brand new motor. Did I do that? I may have done that. I was like, sounds like something what I would do. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. I think I was trying to turn around or something and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get off and push the bike so I just drove up a steep hill. <laughs> hey, why not, right? Same logical. <laughs> That's the way you break in a motor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's in the service yeah, manual. So that's probably why it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a contributing factor. Yeah. So, you know, we've had some issues with that thing. Uh, so that's kind of on the back burner right now. I got a 86 FXRP that I picked up that I'm building right now, doing a full police fairing. And that whole, I guess, what do they call that? The cool guy bike. <laughs> making a cool guy bike um, and that's hopefully going to be my just around the town something comfortable suspension right and just daily this bar like my, will uh, it have bar. sirens uh probably not i'll probably do one of those burr, 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 yes horns, get like the air once <laughs> one speaker on the thing just to play that so yeah that's what i'm working on right now and i got a couple other little things kicking around but those are my main ones that's awesome so is that ride that's ride ready that uh, XRP or you still got a lot left to do on it I still got paint okay but it's running nope Brandon looking <laughs> to his left uh, yeah you got so Maddie sitting yeah. to his left over here that's the paint guy <laughs> just dreading every yeah. second of that it's that's a lot to that paint bad. that's not just a frame yeah. you got you paint the whole fairing right mm -hmm. it's got a whole Oh, it's the whole so, fairing lowers so this, is, this is a Mazda Miata it's a full bag you got a paint it's a bagger it's a full dress bagger baby Oh lord! Yeah. So I don't know if this is a touchy subject, but I want to talk about the calf race you built. Oh yeah, yeah, I got one of those too. Because you literally have like one of every fucking style. Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time just nailing down one thing. I just want one of everything. So I got a '74 Honda CB 550 that I picked up, basket case. Uh, it was all in pieces and just kind of put it together, assembled it, did some stuff. Um, the frame was already hooped when I got it. Good friend of mine, Steve Shepard, insane, insane um, metal shaper. Him and I hung out one night and knocked out a like hooped dome, whatever you want to call it, the cafe racer tail section. Yeah. Uh, made up a tail section for it. And, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, just basic cafe build, but it's a cool nice. little bike. It's fun as hell to ride. Mm. Love that thing. Yeah, I mean, so you, you have a bikes in a few different styles, obviously. So where do you take the inspiration from? Like when you you got one that's a chopper, and then you got one that's a full bagger, and then you've got a cafe racer. When you're picking up these projects, is it based on what you see that's for sale? And you say, okay, I'm going to build one of those. Or is it you have in your mind, I need a cafe racer, and then you start looking for one? Take us through how you end up with this many different bikes of these many different styles. So when you started that question, I got nervous. I'm like, man, this is a crazy question. How am I going to answer this? And then as we were going through it, I slowly started thinking to myself, ADD. That's all it is. I have ADD. I see something, I'm like, oh, I got to have that. So I'm broke and I'm cheap 
and I don't like to buy stuff, so I buy the cheapest pile of shit I can find, <laughs> fluff it up a little bit, and make it look halfway decent, and I have, I guess, some pretty cool stuff. Um, there you go. Yeah, so that's really it. It's just ADD. So that's how I live my one. life. <laughs> You got a next one on the horizon here? Um, I do, unfortunately, seeing it never ends. I, if it's ADD, uh, then, then it hasn't stopped. There's another one coming. So There is. I keep telling myself every day that I'm not going to start it. I'm just going to ride something for a while and enjoy life. But reality is I'm probably going to start it as soon as I finish up <laughs> everything else I'm working on. Uh, but I have a early, I don't even know what year motor it is, like 94-ish maybe style uh, Evo motor. Yep. Which yes. one frame. <laughs> um, it is just, it's a cool, it's a basket case. We picked it up probably six, five, six years ago. My dad and I, off a guy I used to work with, abandoned the project in a, just haven't touched it, haven't really had the motivation, and uh, it's going to be a cool bike. It's got very similar lines to, like, an old Indian Larry bike. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, hopefully so do you have any, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of, you've, this isn't your first time doing a build, but when you're picking up a, a basket case, a project somebody else abandoned, mm -hmm. any tips for people out there who are picking something up in that situation? Mm -hmm. What are you looking for, or is there nothing that would turn you away? Once you've gone there to look at it, and you're just you're coming home with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. Don't um, do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just say don't do it. Just don't do it in its entirety. Um, it's terrible. So much easier to get something running, riding, and go with that. Um, but that's not always the most but fun. You keep doing it. Doesn't, it this way, yeah, so it there's got to be something. Exactly. To it. it all comes back to being cheap. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it, it depends on what I'm building. So fortunately, I grew up with uh, my dad, super into motorcycles, super into Harleys, knows those bikes inside and out. So when it comes to the Harley stuff, I could care less what it's in. I trust his judgment and right. uh, his abilities to help me out with building the motor and stuff like this that. This is Chopper Bob for people who are listening who don't know. Yeah. Brandon's dad. We've talked about him on the podcast a couple times before. Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's really where I base the Harley stuff. Um, and, like, the cafe racers, like, the off-brand stuff. I look for something as complete as possible, cheap, not sure. running, but otherwise complete. Um, there's nothing worse than getting into a motor and trying to fix somebody else's not even mistakes, but just not knowingness, um, yep. if that's a word. We'll make um, it one. I like it. Hashtag um, not knowingness. <laughs> Let's see it. So really paying attention to stuff like that. Um, the biggest thing for me that I find, um, for me it's not really that big of a deal, but the biggest thing I see with other people is they get into a project, the bike doesn't run to begin with, um, and then they toss in the factor that somebody hacked the wiring harness because they wanted to cafe and chopper it, <laughs> cut the wiring harness into pieces. Now they're at the point to start the bike and now they don't know if the motor runs or they don't know if it doesn't run because of the wiring. So right, maybe it's just not plugged in. Ex exactly, something not getting what it needs to get. So that's my biggest piece of advice as you're looking for stuff, no matter what, make sure the known factors are there. The harnesses are good. The motor might run, has compression, whatever. Um, but look for those things. And then if you're building something, wait until the very last, make it the very last step to cut the wiring harness. Very last thing you do. No matter that is what. a good tip. That's actually one that we haven't had anybody throw out there yet. Yeah, 
Um, I've told a couple people that uh, just as they're taking the bike apart, take the harness off, put it to the side, build the bike, plug everything in as the bike's together, get it running, and then sit down and do the wiring because what everybody does is they go to disassemble the bike, cut all the harnesses, throw the harnesses in the in the back, whatever, on the shelf. A year and a half later, they're ready to fire the thing up. Well, they don't remember where the hell everything went. So. It's just like listening to someone narrate my first build. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's everybody's first build. It's uh, just you. I, just like, I can't get this off, so I yep. need to clip these wires That's holding it, this man. thing on. Let me I just want to throw it out there. Slippery, slippery. My slip. first build, I unplugged everything, so my harness is still intact. Oh, man. And Whoa. Seeing that's, I was like, this is going to be great for Brandon when he buys my bike. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to cost you that triple digits. <laughs> Another good tip on that note is to, I kind of did it on my bike, seeing as how I didn't know what to do. Uh, and you just take a little bit of masking tape and literally every time you unplug something, just put a little note on it. Mm. That kind of helps a little bit too. Big time. Big time. Well, so you're, put, is, you're, uh, you're saying put a note on the wire on itself, the wire. like yeah, yeah. on the wire, and say you know, plug, you know, coil positive, coil negative, you know, um, brake light switch, you know, just put a little something that you're gonna remember where that possibly goes in six months, like Brandon said, because you're gonna be banging your head against a wall, and no one's gonna help you. Yep, <laughs> that is. <laughs> That, yeah, that's a great And now, you know, Maddie's looking to his yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, <laughs> at badfishcustoms.org. Yeah. Uh, no, that's so true because everybody says when you take it apart, label the pieces. Like when I did my motor rebuild, everyone's like, take a part, you know, every time you take a piece out, put it in a baggie and write what that piece is. Yeah. But I never heard anybody I, say to do that with the wiring harness. So I did not. I already cut it up at that point. Yeah. Do you remember when we were at Minopar? I threw yeah. every bolt I took out into an oil pan. Oh, I was like, awesome. oh, this is going to be the best place for this. So then once I got my frame <laughs> done and I was like, I need to mock everything up now, I could find one tranny bolt. I think I only found like two motor mount bolts. Oh, man. But now that the bike's all apart and ready to go over to Crazy Customs, yeah, <laughs> I have all my bolts. I found my tranny mounts. I found all my motor mounts. The wiring, I'm not too fucking sure on. I remember I definitely labeled shit that I didn't know what the hell it was for. But all the other stuff is just pretty simple, I think. Yeah. So actually, that, that kind of touches, too, on... I was going to ask you about common pitfalls you see people fall into during a build. And I think that that's, that's an awesome one. Yeah. It's going to be good to help a lot of people that are out there about to hack up their wiring harnesses and say, hey, maybe don't do that right away yeah i've made a lot of mistakes made all the mistakes and still make all of the mistakes <laughs> just still slowly keep buying these basket cases to, uh basket cases and then you start pulling something apart and i start ignoring my own rules and then i have to catch myself so i mean it's everybody does it i'll right catch now. you if you fall baby <laughs> totally appreciate it. the bromance is so real in here right now yeah. <laughs> strong there's a lot of moisture in the air <laughs> So you've done a couple of builds now, and I'm sure that your first one, compared to your most recent one, there's been a lot of growth there. Do you have any advice for people who have done a build and are looking to do another one and kind of step outside their comfort zone and expand their skill set? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so every, <clears throat> every build that I've done, I haven't done many, but I've done a few, I try to do something like a little bit more, try to push myself out of my comfort zone, uh, get more tooling and stuff like that. So right. my purple iron head 
did a bunch on that and I wanted to push those boundaries and do more. And I just quickly figured out that I wasn't equipped getting back to tooling. I know you guys talked about tooling and I knew I was at that point. So I wait, uh, I actually finished the bike, kind of made do with what I had. Um, but shortly after that, I picked up a lathe. Um, so just that being able level. yeah, but I mean, it's small, it's a small little bench top. Uh, yeah. I think I paid like 350 bucks for it. So it was super cheap. 110 Craigslist um, find. Yep. Craigslist find, uh, or marketplace, something like that. But just having that now I can make little bungs to on things like say an exhaust tab or whatever, a fender tab where before I would have just done a straight flat piece of half inch steel or whatever. Right. Now I'm turning up a little bung and doing a recess bolt, so stuff like that. So just to keep the, the momentum going and put yourself out of your comfort level. I mean, anybody can build something over and over and over again, but right at some point you got to try something a little bit different and maybe fall, maybe fail, but... Sure. I'm sure every part you've turned hasn't been perfect, but no. uh, mm-hmm. that is kind of the, one of those things that I've always looked at as that next step tool is like people who have a lathe and people who don't have a lathe yeah like i in the beginning it was like people who weld people who don't weld yeah. and then it's like because yeah. then you see like the bolt-on hardtails yeah. and you're like yeah you know making by make, getting by with what you've got and then once you get into that lathe territory there's just i saw you had turned up that uh and this is a small little thing but that bolt for uh maddie's uh, brake reservoir. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a tiny little thing, but as soon as I see it, I'm like, somebody had a lathe and made this yeah. because this is not a conventional <laughs> bolt. And it's probably not super difficult for you to, to do that in the lathe, but it just shows that you're at that next level. Exactly. Um, he is on the next level. Yeah, speaking of being on the next level, weren't you in? <laughs> did you have a feature in Cycle Source? Uh, yeah. He doesn't like to talk about it. This is where the air horn needs. We need the air horn. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too humble to talk about that. Famous. <laughs> um, so, yeah. There it is. So, take, take us through how that Cycle Source thing came together. So, a real good friend of uh, both Matt and myself, actually, um, Josh at Twig Photography org slash http something like that right <laughs> At least that's what it is. i thought it was yeah. twink photography Twi- oh that's what it is twink. Yeah, twink. that's why it never nah, comes up the i first think it's time. i think it's twig <laughs> all right it might be twig uh, pretty sure it's twig <laughs> so uh josh good friend of ours always just hanging out in the car scene and taking pictures and he makes the shittiest bikes look awesome just look at any pictures <laughs> that he's taking of my he stuff. really does take amazing uh, fucking photos the dude is unreal absolutely next level and it's his part-time gig he doesn't even do it full-time he just does it for he fun. actually did a full photo shoot on your dad's bike mm. at uh full speed ahead yeah the dude is in uh steve from troy fab yep, yep. and his bike too um so he hit me up randomly one day uh got some new equipment this is in this is the funny part it was all by accident he just had new equipment that he wanted to try so he needed something to shoot. So we wanted to shoot my bike. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so we met up, found a location, shot the thing, and he said, hey, I'm gonna try to get these published. And a couple weeks later, he calls me up and says, hey man, this is gonna be in Cyclosource. And I think it was like three months later, it was in Cyclosource magazine. Damn, so do you have a framed copy of that magazine sitting at home? I don't. I actually have two copies of it sitting underneath like my dresser in my bedroom somewhere. I think my cat, <laughs> cat probably just pissed off. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's just propping up my dresser so it's level. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling myself I'm always going to buy like double issues and like stash them away. 
But now I just have a little stack of magazines. Dude, you know. have an entire case of those. Come on. I don't. I thought about it. I should. You should. I should. Because I do. No, you don't. Yeah. I have the picture of you in there. I'll paste it all over my shed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to tell people about that. The inspiration behind the mail. Yeah. Whenever I get down, I just yeah. open this, this. I get down to myself and I'm like, I can't do this. And I just look up at that picture of Brandon and he's like, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> Lighting candles for us, a little yeah. bit of Marvin Gaye. Yeah, you know. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, are you. Is there anything that you are working toward in 20, 2019? Going to be another feature, maybe, or another build that's going to be topping everything you've done to this point uh, what's next for you i don't know that's a tough one i got so many projects in the works and so many things that i need to do but i just want to push myself i mean i follow all those awesome dudes awesome fabricators on instagram and it just every day i just hate everything that i do because i'm looking at these guys <laughs> and i'm like man they're on just such another level that's how i feel when i look at yours and your dad's bikes yeah, it's I'm crazy. I'm like, fuck, man. These guys' bikes are so clean. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, and it's funny how there's a progression, how everything changes, and then give it another year and a half, you're going to be where I'm at, and you're going to say, man, like, I want to be like this dude, and, you're just, and it's just a steady progression. So hopefully, my plan is just to get a little bit better, do something a little bit different than I did last time, do something a little bit more challenging. More difficult, maybe right. try shaping something. So, or, where is the cycle source bike now? Uh, that is in my garage in a couple thousand pieces. <laughs> um, it's it's on my uh, yeah, it's on a shelf. It's on a shelf. The motor's on a shelf on my bench. The uh, the frame tank, otherwise chassis, is up on my uh, as I call it my display bench that I have another <laughs> bike that I didn't talk about a CB 175 that's the display for my wife's bike the CB uh, so yeah it's sitting on that shelf <laughs> so wiring harness intact it is yeah oh thank I, god yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least we know it'll go back yeah. together okay exactly you drop a motor and then things are ready to go but it takes effort which <laughs> I don't have <laughs> so are you working out of you have a full shop that you're working out of or garage space oh god no uh small garage two car garage uh yeah that's it small little thing nothing crazy nice gets it done absolutely you have a really nice sound system in there though i do bumps. i do i have bass in my garage like subwoofers <laughs> my Fuck. neighbors hate me especially <laughs> when i listen to like i don't know Mike Jones, get some Paul Wall <laughs> oh, in there. Yes. Like Old two in the morning. Texas yeah. hip hop. That's it. We've had some crazy parties in that garage. I've done some stuff. We'll just leave. We will there. never speak. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> we won't. Usually, yeah, it's not. not I'd love to play some of that on this yeah. podcast. I, I would love to know how people feel about the hip hop. I've, I've strayed away from it up to this point because I'm like, I don't think this is the right audience. No, right in. If you guys like hip hop, you want to hear well, it in the intro and outro, let us know. The thing is, you gotta just be like, if you don't like it, fuck you. Simple. Isn't <laughs> that what choppers are all about? <laughs> that's it. Why not then? Actually, it's all about Instagram and fitting in. That's, that's it. And that's just true. For sure. I just want to throw this out here because we never threw this out here. The one hip hop song that we did play was from Greece. Nobody knows. We didn't put that out to anybody. Nobody knows. Uh, I thought that was James Bond. Though. Whatever. <laughs> it's from Greece. That's one of his original songs. Huh. So, yeah. 
That's I did cool. hip hop before I was building choppers. Back when I had time <laughs> to actually do music. That's why we have this recording equipment that we have right now. And That's uh, cool. Yeah, and then I started building bikes, and then I had zero time to do any music <laughs> because it takes up all your time building a chopper. Yeah, zero time building choppers. I'm like, let's start a podcast so we have even more zero fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll move into a house at the same time. Yeah. Too. Fuck it. I hear you. Well, we needed a place to put the bikes. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> One of us had to buy a house with a garage. It needed to happen. <laughs> so, this is Fosmobile. Hijacking the airwaves right now to talk to my my friend, my lover, Badfish Customs, Brandon. Life partner. Life partner. Um, so, you know, hi. Hi. Uh, you How are you doing? I'd, I'd say we've been a little close, right? <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> I mean, we freak people out by eating Cheetos out of each other's mouth and stuff. We've definitely, so. definitely done that. All right. So, on a slightly serious note, <laughs> why is everyone laughing? What if we're for looking the at us like we're pieces of meat right now. I think it's because we're gazing into each other's eyes. We are. It's electrifying. So, sexual. So you've been building building motorcycles for quite some time, right? Uh, assembling, yes. Assembling. I like that. That's more than some of us do. Um, so now, where did you learn that? Um, just watching, watching stuff. Just watching stuff. Watching yeah, OCC. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, OCC was a big inspiration for me. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, what my style was. Until yeah. I saw those web defenders. That was pretty bad. Um, and that was a turning point in my life. I'm like, man, you know, Pauly G, J, what's his name? Paul Jr. That's what yeah, Paulie D. Paulie D. Oh, Paulie D. That's what I'm thinking of. Little Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore is where, where Brandon yeah. gets all of his uh, creative ideas. Paul Jr.'s yeah. dad, Paulie D. <laughs> <laughs> Little known chopper builder. So, yeah, I mean, pulling ideas, inspiration. This is like uh, just watching stuff, just seeing people. Internet, magazines. My old man always had like crazy amounts of easy riders. From like the seventies, saved it. Every single episode, episode, magazine, issue, yeah, issue. 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 That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Saved all of them. So just like thumbing through those throughout the years, uh, and then just watching him and everybody else, and yeah, you know, slowly so, getting tighter. So we are slowly getting closer to each other here. All five of us are kind of. Like a pickle sandwich, I like it. Like a can of sardines in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like on that ship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much. So like imagine that. the imagine the sleeping situation. All right, we're getting sidetracked with you. <laughs> so so you you got a lot of old easy riders and stuff like that, and yep. you know you definitely had your dad. Yep. To help you along the way because you know he's like. The OG double OG of the fucking East Coast. Yeah, he's an OG. <laughs> he's an OG. Um, do you think that having him around definitely helped. Would you suggest to somebody out there with a wee little fella of their own, would you suggest them, like, you know, hey, get get your ass in here, get off the the Call of Duty, and you're gonna rip I down have. this. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not Call of Duty anymore, this. it's Fortnite now. 
Fortnite. Get off the fucking Fortnite. Either of them are. Go cut your dad's motorcycle in half. Get off Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, don't just go cut it in half. We had a whole thing about this last episode. So I'll throw that out the window. I thought you were about to say, would you recommend having your dad as a dad? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just would you mean Chopper Bob yeah. being your dad? <laughs> yeah. How much did you pay for your dad? Has his rates gone down throughout the years? Is he cheaper now? Yeah. Oh, Are you trying to I rent? Yeah, can I, can I get like, can so I, I feel like we did that when we built our bike, but you know, the bike, you know. I gotta say this question. How was it growing up with Chopper Bob being your dad? Cause I feel like he is not this isn't new to him being so fucking into bikes. So I feel like you've definitely grown up with... Yeah. Um, I've always been around it. Um, so as young as I can remember, there was always bikes around the house. Um, years ago, we used to live in Providence. We used to hang around with uh, some of the guys in Providence. Um, work on their bikes. So, I mean, there was always bikes around the house. He was always working on bikes, building bikes, and doing his thing. So it's just like, it's just natural progression. Um, I got pictures of me at like two and a half, three years old, cleaning bikes. Um, and then for me, it was my, my mom worked nights at a bar. Um, my dad worked days. So she'd sleep in in the morning. He'd be up at five in the morning. I'd just go down in the basement with him. He'd be wrenching on something. He'd give me a pile of parts and just tell me to clean them. And I'd sit there with the red rags and just wipe them and, organize them lay them all out and yeah so that was like something that we did together uh, which is pretty cool that is awesome um, something that now with my son my son's coming up on two years old and like that's what we do it's wild uh, he's out in the garage with me all the time working and just it's funny it's he just grabs stuff so opens up my toolbox grabs the ratchets goes over to bikes and he's working on them i found like 15 rocks in all the exhausts of all the bikes <laughs> in my garage the other day. Yesterday, I'm out in the garage hanging some lights, and I look in the tailpipe, and there's like three rocks. So I pull the rocks out, go over to the other bike, there's rocks in there. Another bike, there's rocks in there. <laughs> he wanted to get it a good rattle. That's it, you know? He's like, we actually here. touched on this before about uh, getting our kids into it. And like you're saying, my daughter's three years old, and... She obviously doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, but same thing. She'll grab a wrench and she's down there just yeah, but she's working, man. Just beating working. on my frame yeah. with a ratchet, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thing that's funny about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. So if you drop that frame, you hit that frame, you ding that frame. How mad are you gonna be? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, she for hits sure. it, she dings it. Nah, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's all good, right? Yep. Isn't that crazy? It's yep. so funny how that works. It's like when I bring my little guy out there, he can't even hit the frame. He's only, he's only one, but he'll pick up like a wrench, and I'll be looking for it, mm. and then I'll see him with it. And normally, I can't find something. I'm yeah. pissed off. I see him with it. I'm like, all right, now go. Yeah, go it's my there. little ninja. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Doing it with the kids is definitely, it's a good thing. It makes you feel good, and it it helps keep you in that thing that we talked about last episode of like keeping you in the fucking zen of the build. Because right. you're obviously not gonna be flipping out throwing tools with. Your three-year-old kid in the garage with you, so... No. Obviously, you haven't met my dad. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Yes. Wait, can we rent your dad, too? No, you don't want to rent his dad. <laughs> his dad is Kenny Rogers. Yeah. The my, man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he... he hi, Dad. Because I know you're going to listen. I'm going to have to send you this link five times. Um, 
Yeah. Or everyone at the full screen so, head show needed that same treatment. <laughs> Everybody did. Well, Don't feel yeah. bad. I brought this up to my dad this past weekend when I returned his truck because he he actually let us take the truck up to the show, cool. which is great. Thank you for that. But um, thanks, Dad. I'm like, so have you checked out the podcast yet? And he's like, the fuck is a podcast? What is that? Another bike you're building? I'm like, uh, no. I love this. I'm like, Dad. Like, I'm like, Dad. We're on exactly. fucking episode five. You know all about this. <laughs> He's like, I don't know about all the bullshit that you get into all the fucking. Like he was like pissed about it. Uh, yeah, like he was like mad about it and like. And another thing, so my sporty build is his first Harley. Which so is rad. When I yeah. got this like bike, actual VIN number is his bike. It's his bike, and it's the same year I was born. Yeah, so rad. So it's fucking great. But he is like devastated on what I'm doing with this bike, and every time I see him, he's like, "So where's the doorstop?" He's like, <laughs> completely hates me. He said I ruined his fucking bike, and he's bullshit that I sold the V Star I had, and so he just doesn't get the whole thing. And when it's done, he'll get the thing. Once, I don't know if he will. Once, I don't know if he will. So I just, I borrow, get I borrow Brandon's kids. dad, and I'm like, hey, you do borrow my be, dad. Be proud of me, <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you for that. So Maddie, what's the deal with your dad? Um, he's touring a lot. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's my, my, my dad. So, all right. The musical the, legend. The musical legend situation comes up um, <laughs> because all the time we we were down, you know, at at his at, at a bar that he was at one night, and he had his bike, and there was a bunch of other guys with bikes, and I had my bike, and one of the guys there says something along the effect of. You know, my dad's name is John, and then, you know, uh, to me, it's, you know, dad. But uh, one of the guys knows... <laughs> is his knows, name really John? His name is John. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, see? I Everybody knows him as Kenny Rogers. The guy says, oh, your dad's Kenny Rogers? And I just shit my pants. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. My dad is Kenny Rogers. And ever since that, it, that was like... Ten years ago, my dad has been Kenny Rogers for ten years, to the point of where I would buy Kenny Rogers albums and hide them in the house so he would find them and they would get thrown. I would buy Kenny Rogers tour shorts and wear them around. Does he just look like Kenny Rogers? Like, what's he the he looks here? like Kenny Rogers. And he used to like... It's a beautiful specimen. He used to listen to country music all the time. Now I don't know what he listens to now. Well, Ten Kenny years ago, called Kenny Rogers. Yeah. 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 I'll turn you into a yeah. hip-hop fan real quick. Yeah. Like, I mean, country. He, he loves it, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, is he a bike guy. So did you grow up in a bike household too? No. Um, so no, no. He had when I was probably in sixth grade. He had like a Yamaha Virago that he slain on that. Thing. He would just drive it to work, and I would be be on the back driving it to work with him. I'd go to work and hang out with him at the boiler plant every now and then. It was cool. He was like Freddy Krueger, um, <laughs> and. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so I don't know. So many fucking references. Yeah. <laughs> work at a fucking boiler plant? Yeah. Kenny Rogers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know well, that. well, you see, first he was like, he was the Gordon's fisherman. You're painting a picture in your mind right now of what this guy looks like. He and yes, Gordon's fisherman. Is. Dude, I'm painting a new picture with every sentence. Yeah. I keep hearing another thing, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, scratch this one out. Yeah. Add this. Yeah, no. Take that away, man. So, it. where is he at present day? Present day, he's like 1982 Kenny Rogers. That's gray a, hair, yeah. gray beard, uh, oh. Canadian tuxedo. Kenny Rogers. You know, yeah. Still riding that on two wheels, blown. though, right? Still wind riding blown. on two wheels, yeah. I still mean, two Virago wheels? No, he's got a, uh, 
don't know, a Dyna? 07 Dyna? Oh, and then I before they discontinued him. Yeah, smart of Kenny yeah. Rogers. And then I he bought it brand new. Um, after you know, him and my mom split. They they he had wanted been talking about a bike for a long time, and then that whole thing happened. And he's like, "Well, I'm getting a bike now, and no one's gonna stop me." And <laughs> we went down and to the Harley place, and he was like, "That one." And the guy was like, "Well, I'm a douche. I'm gonna sell you that one." And he's like, "Well, I told you I want that one, so thanks." <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had a bike and. You know, this was like before I kind of really got the concept of how to paint decent. You know, I'm still not as good as Eric, but, you know, I painted flames on it for him and pinstriped it and he loves it. And I'm like, I see that bike now. I'm like, Ugh, why is <laughs> still it. driving that thing? And it's just because of the paint job. But I uh, former build. Yeah. Yeah. For yep. anyone. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, he, yeah, he does that. He just bought a 72 El Camino that he's going to be rednecking it up nice. up there. He lives up way up in Maine, so... Uh, I want an El Camino to fucking cart around my bike. So yeah, yeah. I need something that I can put my bike in that gets fucking five El Camino. miles to You don't even need a ramp. Yeah. You don't even yeah. need a ramp for an El Camino. You just need $500 every time you want to drive 40 miles. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I need the, the mileage. You'll be the, the coolest guy at the fucking show. You show up an El Camino with a chop. I know. Yes. It is dope, but I just wish they got better gas much. I looked into yeah. it because I wanted to buy one. Too. Yeah. I saw a picture of a chop in the back of an El Camino. And I was like, that's going to be my fucking life. Yeah. And then I looked up with like that's what not it would be actually be like, and I was like, oh, I can't afford <laughs> that life yet. What about the guy who had the, the water? He made like a pool in the back of his oh 80s square God. body El Camino he stopped, at, at the full speed. He stopped right in front of our there. booth and it was like sloshing oh, over the side. So nice. I was like, there. that is awesome. That guy was uh, He pulls some hairy bush, I guarantee it. Yeah, gotta be. Oh. Awesomeness. That was dope. I feel like I'm a. How might be you? the only one here that grew up with a. My dad, not a motorcycle guy, nobody in my family no. rode a motorcycle ever. And super weird. I feel like you're not supposed to say that when you're in the motorcycle culture. You have to be like, I've turned wrenches since I was four. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm I don't not. have any of those stories, but it is super sweet to learn it now. And I'm super, it makes me way more excited to share it with my kids. Yeah. yeah. The cool like, thing is, so though, is that you brought your brother into the chop culture. Yeah. yeah. And cool not only did yeah. he bring his brother in the chop culture, he was like, I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. And your first bike's going to be a fucking jockey shift. Full yeah, flush, yeah, jockey yeah. shift. So no his brother's never even ridden. Bike. His brother's never even ridden like, a regular motorcycle. Get that's into awesome. this. Yeah, that that's how totally that's awesome. how we started him off in the culture. That's green underscore Cholula. On he Instagram. has a badass excess hey, yeah, yeah, sweet I, fucking excess. I'm pretty jealous that he's that getting away from it though. He Maybe. he just hasn't worked on it in a while. Needs a couple of things, and I think it's just it's tough. So I brought him into that because I didn't want him, I wanted him to be like. When later on in life, when people are like, let me see what what was your first bike, and he's like, oh, just the sickest fucking chop you've ever seen. <laughs> well, bam, which is like I wanted him to have that story. <laughs> yeah, we need the arrow for that. And uh, so, unfortunately, what I didn't think of, and I still feel bad about it to this day, is like he. It's as you guys know, building a chop is not an easy thing, and it takes it's a lot of headache. So when it's your first bike, his like introduction to motorcycles was a rough one. Yeah. He's like, I gotta fix this. He did more things on that bike before ever riding a motorcycle than people who have ridden for twenty years will ever do. And it's and I'm so proud of him for that. But I know that it's not an easy thing to like 
be super hyped on mm. when you're like, okay, I got this problem, I got that problem. When you're brand new, it's a lot. I wish I kind of let him just get a, uh, you know, some stock bike to, to get deeper into the hobby first. But I hope he doesn't drop it because I think he's got a fucking awesome life I, ahead of him with this shit. I'm going to say, like, jumping in, like, I, I don't know a quarter of what you guys know in this room. I'm just figuring out and learning every time someone opens their mouth I'm like he's just the looks of the room yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it yeah. he's the sexy one yeah. <laughs> really can't stop staring a lot of sexy eyes, right here um, you smell like maple syrup too I love it isn't that great <laughs> yeah. no, but me and Grease actually talked about this and about the maple syrup <laughs> I've talked about maple syrup with him quite a few times so I love maple syrup but um no I've, and I personally believe this but I think people relate to you on that fact that Greasy, because he sounds confused when he talks, even to me. And I've been ranching my whole fucking life. And like when he starts getting into like the inner works of a motor, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you just said, but I'm gonna nod my head. Mm. But like, I think people relate to you in that fact. Some people, because we've had a lot, all the questions we had in the Q and A were about a first build, right? So I think people relate to you in that fact that you're learning at the same time, and I think that eases them a little bit to actually participate on the and fucking that's, show. And that's one thing I talked to a lot of people who sat down, like um, Brain Victim. Yeah. Awesome guy, he, by the way. Dude, you are the dude, man. You killed it at our He was literally fucking chasing people down, whether they had any interest in our booth or not. He was like, take this fucking card. Dude, awesome. Brain Victim <laughs> is for sure. That's awesome. Yes. You yeah. guys need him on this He is show. a great guy. Oh, yeah. He Anytime. Cool stories. <laughs> Anytime you see our booth, just come. You're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, so beers are flowing for you every at every show, <laughs> for sure. But he uh, he sat down. I mean, he's never really worked on cars. He's not. You know, he's always turned wrenches. But um, you know, he used to go to shows out in Cali, so he's looking for shows around here. He's got a he's got a Dyna that he wants to do some work on. He's like. Oh yeah, take a look, and I mean it's got bags on there, and it's got the, uh, you know, the highway bars. But I was like, so those highway bars, you got pegs to put your uh, feet on them? Mm. He's like, no. I was like, then take it off. Yep. It's doing nothing sure for you right now. <laughs> and he's like, it protects my engine in the event of a slide. Yeah, yeah. don't like, slide. Nah, don't <laughs> just take it off. Just take it right to the ground. I was like, later down the road, if you want to put your feet up, put it back on. But, but I love that because I was in his shoes three or yeah three years ago when i started that build that's still still sitting in the garage with the xs i didn't know anything and and i at Loctite, you and i were talking about this just earlier in the week where it's like you're at all these different stages along the way and brandon you touched on it too yep and it's like i'm looking back to when i first started that build and i was talking to people at these booths and i had no idea i didn't even know what to say to these people right. at these chopper shows and now it's like it doesn't feel different because even though I did the, the motor rebuild, it was like, it just felt, for whatever reason, you always look at your own work and you're like, yeah, well, I, I just got by with when I rebuilt that motor. I did what I knew yeah. and I threw it together and you always feel like if someone else rebuilt it, it would have been like tip top. But mm. like, even though it ran fine when I did it, it, you just, you second guess things like that and you don't realize that next level is not always apparent to you. It's usually apparent to other people yeah. that who are like, oh, damn, you did that? And you're like, yeah, well, these are all the reasons why I think I'm, why I haven't escalated to that level. And it's just in our nature to, to look at our progress that way. But 
it really is awesome, and it's and it's cool to see guys like Brain Victim and in Astro Man, nineteen eighty five, was talking about it too. Yeah, and they're at just they're at an earlier stage, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in because, like Brandon said earlier, you're going to be at this stage a couple years from now, and you're going to be helping some other guy who's in your shoes. And we're just going to keep passing this shit on because that's how it works. And I love that about this culture. Mm. I also love that we're all kind of like self-hating. Like every time we do something, we're like, oh, I could have done that so much better. And you're like, I I just want to throw this in the fucking trash. Start over. If I just like not cared a little bit... My bike would have been done twice. Yeah. Like, again, like, I, my paint is fucking done on my bike. And I'm like, oh, Maddie, by the way, I'm going to have you strip all that paint that I just fucking took three months to do. And I'm like, that's But that's so important. (laughs) I feel like that is such an important thing because the second you get cocky, the second you think that you are the shit, that's when you just lose touch. Um, And it's important to, and I have to remind myself, of this all the time literally 18 times a day my biggest fault is i talk myself down so much that i don't get anything done Mm. Um, so i lose focus because i want to be at this next level but i'm not so i lose touch Uh, stop paying attention to the end goal of what i'm looking for and my end achievement Um, so to always doubt yourself you also need to take a step and say, okay, this is where I'm at now. This is the best I can do now and then move forward. And then look back at it six months. Maybe not give it to somebody else, but to, to run it, to do it, and to, to get down the road and look back. And six months from now, you'll look at it and say, shit, I did that. I could have done so much better, but you couldn't have, but you can now. Right. Um, and now you build off of that. That's, that's the biggest step is just being able to build off of it Um, because anybody can I mean there's credit card bikes call them credit card bikes anybody can swipe a card and say do this and it's done right Right. and then where does that get you yeah and where does that get you at the end of the day call it triple A on the side of the road that's it and your build's done like you're not or it gets you that show when people are like oh so what did you do with this and you're like I'm not really making sure well I think the best example of all of this is some people love them some people hate them Say what you want. I, I I dig him. I think he's awesome. But you got to look at Jesse James. That guy. I'm so glad you just brought that up. That guy started. His dad was like an abusive guy. You know, I've read his biography. His dad was like an abusive guy. Just worked swap meets. And Jesse James taught himself how to weld. Then became a welder. Then went back home started building fenders out of his goddamn one-car garage and then worked at Boyd Coddington's and then built West Coast Choppers and he's phenomenal. I mean, you cannot take anything away from that guy. Well, I think the biggest downfall is is the the show that he did, the Monster Garage show. Everybody holds him to that. And I think the guys that don't actually know like the the behind-the-scenes shit in the chopper world you don't understand like the true talent that Jesse James has. Like exactly. I watched a documentary and I seen him forge steel and make a fucking Springer front end by hand. Yep. And like, <laughs> not just fucking anybody can do. Not even most metal workers can do that. That is yep. a serious fucking talent. So I agree with you. I definitely give him a lot of respect as a fabricator. And, yeah, and and one of the things you know the that show you know even he said uh, I you know I just did it because they were kind of pushing it on me 
and I like money. Who doesn't like money? You know? <laughs> right. So yeah, you get a necessity. It, it um, really is. And the other thing, too, that really just bums me out is uh, people always look at him. They talk down. He's not that great of a fabricator. He's not that great at this. But he's really, really good at a little bit of everything. Right. Yes. Um, is there better? Yes, there are better. There's always going to be better. This has always been done a million years before we did any of this. Nothing we're doing is new. But he's just bringing it to our attention. We need to respect that. Um, the way yep. he built his brand, I think, is just yes. absolutely incredible. Genius. I think it's important, too, that as, especially in this culture, because this is something that, like I said, I've only been riding for, what, four and a half years now. And I feel like it's important for people to support what's going on around them and even when it's because it's easy to support someone who's a garage builder where they're doing stuff out of their garage and it's like this guy and that's always the first thing people say he's doing all this stuff out of his garage it's fucking unbelievable but what's harder is to continue to support those people as they transition into a business because that's a really difficult thing to do and as soon as someone starts to make a buck the tendency is like I'm going to eat this person alive now. Mm, correct. And it happens all the time. And people don't say, nobody wants to say that they're doing that to somebody, but it happens so quickly. And it certainly happened with him where everyone's like, oh yeah, sell out. The term sellout. It's like as soon as you want to put food on your family's yeah. table, it's, yeah. it's like, what a sellout yeah. piece of shit. I will sell out all day long. Yeah. He for capitalized sure. on a great situation. And yeah. I respect him for that. I will say though, I've, and, I don't want to get too much into it, <laughs> but are you gonna bring up Sandra Bullock? No, well, <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about motorcycles. I would fucking God, but anyways, I would um, high five. Her. <laughs> I would high five her very vigorously. I would yeah. leave her so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but so with the whole like open up a garage and making all the money, I'm glad for anybody that can make money doing this, doing what they fucking love doing or what they hate doing. Because sometimes I hate it, but it's the guys that once they get off of the level that we're on and get on to a level where they're like making parts and making full bikes for people and they turn into a fucking douchebag. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that like, and I've, I've had this run in recently mm-hmm. and it just fucking pisses me off. Like, I get it. You're fucking success, successful. You do, you make money at what you love to do. But don't forget, you were once where I fucking was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guys that make the money and then turn into an asshole and think they're better than anybody else, those are the guys I can't fucking stand. And that's what really bums me out. It's unfortunately, you do get a lot of that, and people lose they lose touch of reality. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all in it for the same thing, whether, <clears throat> whether we're on your level or I'm on my level or even back 10 levels. Uh, just being able to relate, like, just these guys, these guys need to realize where they came from. That was a lot of rambling. I liked it. I, I rambled a lot. It was good, though. It was a good little... Yeah, was, what's what's the shoe policy? It's, it's real talk. I didn't ask. What's the shoe policy? Can I wear shoes? Can I take my shoes off? It's. I mean, we're down... Is this shoes a, optional? It's not a carpeted basement, but... I, I mean, mean, you can do whatever. I'm not a big <laughs> please. Yeah. He's getting really comfortable. Get comfy. The beers are making him warm policy. and fuzzy, so he needs to get... Spaghetti policy? What's your spaghetti <laughs> policy? Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's no, that's awesome. a good conversation. I though. Where this went? Though. Yeah, I think people like yeah. hearing like the real like. Obviously, people appreciate the like when we give them tips, but I feel like people like to hear just the everyday fucking yeah. shop talk, if you yeah. will. 
It's just good. Yeah. At the, the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of yahoos. Yeah. That's yeah, it. We are. Like, we're not claiming to be anything that we're not. Nope. And, and, like, one of the one of my favorite things that I, I saw Jesse James say oh, and I'm everything gonna, like that was... Different direction with I'm going to go a different direction with you. Um, was... <laughs> direction. Oh, <laughs> direction. Yeah. direction. That's what he oh. said. <laughs> um, yeah, one of, the, one of the favorite things that he said was... Uh, right through. It, it was like a monster garage thing, and there's a guy working, and the guy's like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone." Blah, 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 blah. And he couldn't get anything done. And then he goes over to this other guy, and he's like, "Do you know what you're doing?" And the guy's like, "I have not a fucking clue." And he's like, "That's the guy I want working because that's the guy who doesn't think too much of himself, right. and that's the guy who's actually gonna pull out the best thing ever." And he's gonna be like, "Oh shit, that was pretty cool." Yep. So I actually, when I started making the transition from what I was doing to what I'm doing now, which is welding full-time, fabricating, that was my selling point. That's how I got my foot in the door, was like, I don't have an ego, and I don't have a preconceived notion of how this should be done. Mm. And I got hired off that. So that's, that's what God hired me when I worked at a garage. I mean, I walked in there, and he's like, so what do you know about cars? I go, they, they, they drive. Like, uh, I don't know. I know nothing. The AC doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. And uh, got me, it got my foot in the door, and I worked there for a while, and then I was like, oh, I don't like working for steelerships, so. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of go the other way sometimes, and I think it's just my personality. I'm just fucking pig-headed, but. And Grease and CP see this a lot. No. A fucking behind-the-scenes thing, but. I feel like whenever people try to tell me what to do, they're telling me that I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so instantly, I'm fucking offended. <laughs> like, I'll give like an example here, like my boss, and I'll just say whatever, because fuck you guys, I quit. <laughs> but uh, This is the third time he's done. Oh, he's quit, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, done. Air, yeah, so by the way, I'm no longer a fucking fab guy, because fuck that shit. And uh, so anyways, fuck that particular these guys, shit, at least. so first of all, when I fucking yeah. went for this job, these guys told me, I'd be welding, which is what I want to fucking do. I, didn't, I haven't welded one fucking thing in three months. And they had the most beautiful welding setup. But anyways, fuck them. So, I did 800 parts on, I think it was Monday? Yeah, yesterday. And he was like, listen, I need you to step it up. And this is literally me running a fucking fab shop where there's supposed to be 14 guys and it's me and one other guy that plays on his computer all day. So I said, oh, you need more than 800 parts? Cool story. Good luck tomorrow without me. Fuck face. So I stayed home and I tattooed and made money and fucking sat in the AC. That's perfect. So, I mean, <laughs> I kind of liked where this went. This has been fucking killer. I think it's, it's great for people to hear the raw, organic shit in the lives of the people that are doing all this. It's been super awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us for yeah, this. Thanks for having me. Of course, Maddie, appreciate you stopping by. Again, the fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what that's. You come coming. up in every episode. I mean, I do. I come up in a lot of things, though, too. Right, Brandon? <laughs> you come. <laughs> you come. All right, guys. And I'm in a lot of things. Hey, <laughs> On that note, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode six of the Low Life Chopper podcast. We'll definitely be. I'm sure bringing these guys back for future episodes. Yeah, we'll have to. I didn't talk about anything I wanted to. <laughs> Shit, we'll have to. <laughs> well, goddamn, then it's official. We'll be bringing them back. But uh, yeah, hey, thank you again to our sponsors. Obviously, Maddie, Crazy Customs. Killer Appreciate thing. everything you guys do. 
And real quick before we end it, um, so we're kind of like talking back and forth with Sean from uh, Barnstorm. We're trying to get something going so we can set something up at the brick and mortar show. So hopefully we'll have more info, info for you next week on that and possibly if Sean gets the time. And well, he's waiting for Jake, so if we can get Sean and Jake to come by or a phone interview, whatever. Um, but yeah, fucking look out for that. We're trying to make plans to be at brick and mortar. That'd be good. Those so, are good dudes down there. That would yeah. be sweet. Yeah. We love it. So, fuck you guys. It's Friday. Go fucking cut something up, bitches. We got on the train. Hundred and twenty, come catch me. Forties inside on my belly. Shouldn't be driving, I'm fighting. Yeah. Rock that Nirvana, my favorite. Damn, I forgot what her name is. She in the front, she head banging. Yeah. Yeah. Money counter sounds like a chopper, chopper. System bumping, fuck your fucking blocker. Do some mock him now, it's cost some barely mockers. Kill a drop, I caught from locker. If you buy the echo, why you lying, bro? Got a nine in my toe, get you smoke like a stove. Keep on riding my car, you know shit is a joke. Why you biting my flaws, what you tryna be post? Oh, baby, oh, baby, go keep me spending. When my wheels start, then my wheels keep spinning Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, go keep it spinning Ooh, yuck me up, I don't want no romancing Ooh, baby, I see these motherfuckers glancing When my wheels start, then my wheels keep spinning She used to shopping at the mall I'll tease her, baby, out of all I hit Rodeo, spend like 40 G Born in bears of Gucci socks Spinning. Oh.